0: I like beer, it makes me a jolly good fellow, I
1: like beer, it helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow, makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff.
0: And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, we've got a full house tonight. We've got the doctors in the house. Aloha. And uh, producer Joe, who almost got a promotion, but he's back. <laughs> Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound engineer Tom.
2: Check one, two, check one, two.
0: And we have a very special guest with us today uh, beer enthusiast, home brewer, and friend of the show, Damon Adamo. Welcome, Damon.
1: Hello. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good to have you, Damon. Those of you on Instagram know Damon as Yellow House. And we're excited that you're here with us.
3: Thanks. Glad to be here. And cheers.
4: Cheers.
1: Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Cheers.
3: You pour a little bit more, more of the beer here.
0: <laughs> yep, I've already finished most of it, so <laughs> it's very tasty. Yeah, it's good beer. There's
1: more. We are lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, world's finest city for craft beer. We've had podcasts with breweries, brewers, beer enthusiasts all across America, even as far away as France. But today, we didn't have to go any farther than our own neighborhood, Vista, California, to meet up with Damon.
0: And uh, yeah, he has shared a. Uh, it says plethora. I'm not sure if it's a plethora or a plethora of pinatas, but uh, of his own concoctions with us. And so, uh, Damon, what are we? What are we
3: drinking first here? So birthday beer, except uh, someone didn't get birthday beer, and they're having the uh, Pangea Proxima Polar IPA from the Big Brew 2020 for the American Homebrew Con. That would be me, Jeff. I've so got the uh, the
1: Pangea Proxima Polar, and it's fantastic. It's a mouthful to say. It is. I left out all the IPA part. I got tired halfway through the title.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about this, this IPA and then tell us a little bit about the birthday pale. So the IPA, that was, uh, like I said, it was the big brew con, home brew con beer for 2020. And they posted the recipe online. I thought I'd go ahead and try to make it. And I got all the ingredients except for one of the hops. So they were all, uh, all the hops were from New Zealand. And so that's. Kind of where they get the uh the proxima because they had the everything came from different parts of the world, right? So they Mm -hmm. had was it the yeast was the uh yeast from Norway, so that's your polar part, and then they got the um, proxima from the malts, which were supposed to be like German, uh, some mix of German malts for the with some pilsner and then. I well, said the hops were from New Zealand and so I had to substitute one of the hops that I didn't get with Galaxy so that's an Australian hop but that was just in the dry hop so that might have gave you the nose where you're smelling something different than you're tasting on that one. Mm-hmm. It's really nicely balanced. Thank you. And then the beer the the birthday beer was for my 50th birthday we were going to brew it at Evolution and I wanted to make something that a lot of people could drink uh, relatively Easy, you know, so it's not punchy like an IPA. So I made it more like an English an English style pail. And I used Galaxy Hops in that and a little bit lower concentration. And then I always throw in different stuff when I make recipes to just add a little complexity. So I threw uh, a little bit darker malts in on this one to give it a nice uh, multi balance to offset the, the Galaxy Hop. It's excellent.
1: Can one of you hold it up so I can see it?
0: Yo, know, you want to see it? It's got a nice kind of uh Yeah, I want to see it. Rich caramelly color. I want to see the color on it. Oh, yes. And uh but it doesn't have any caramel taste to it, but it, it's just got a good good color. But it does have, you can taste the malt, pretty malty, but it's super smooth, smooth
1: finish. He's smooth. Very smooth. Well, this is an excellent way to start us off. Uh, cheers, Damon. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Sorry
0: for your loss. You. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry you weren't invited, Jeff Butte. It's Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty used to that. No, we would have had everybody there. No,
0: that's on Joe, really. Joe, Not on that Joe producer, didn't yeah. the producer, yeah. yeah. So, there's five of us here. I didn't know I that. couldn't
3: be
1: happier with the beer that ended up in, in my uh, cooler right here. So, it worked out nice. just fine. Although, that does sound and look delicious. Listeners, you've figured out how to find us on Apple Music, iTunes, Facebook, Google, Spotify, Podbean. Now, please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Like and follow us on social media. That's our only way of building up our little podcast at this time under current conditions. And we appreciate all your help. Keep listening and please keep sharing.
0: Yeah. And follow us on Twitter. I like beer, the Poe one. I like beer, the Ta one. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I like beer, the podcast. And of course, uh, you can always join us on untapped. Uh, never drink alone. we got plenty of friends here.
1: Send a friend request, and uh, and we will give you a virtual toast. Absolutely. 861 followers on Instagram as of this morning. Nice. So still climbing. It's it's a slow, steady climb, but we're, we're happy that people are finding us and, and keep sharing. Feel free to message us through any of those formats or go old school and send us an email. I like beer the podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our brand new website. I like beer the you know Damon sent us a message and now here we're lucky enough to have him on the show drinking his beer. What a great guest. He brings us beers and lots of it.
3: <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. So, Cheers. So thank you. I saw you guys, you know, been following you guys since uh, Rhythm and Brews last year and somebody said, "Hey, the beer looks good. You, and you're right around the corner from us." And I said, "Well, when the beer's ready, come have some beer." And so when the beer was ready, I shot you guys a text over uh instagram and hooked up with joe he came over and picked up the beer and now you know we, i bottled up uh what i don't know 30 something bottles and- <laughs> it's a fair amount of beer <laughs> <laughs> said here you go cheers <laughs> <laughs> and we're just gonna drink <laughs> and you guys said well you want to be on the podcast i was like well sure i was just gonna share beer but podcast is cool <laughs> no no <laughs> appreciate it we learned right away that our guests
1: are usually quite a bit more interesting than we are <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that it's time for Get to know our guest. Damon, we've got some questions for you. Uh, As a craft beer lover, we'd like to hear a little bit about
3: you. I've been moved around a lot, and I moved to Vista uh, seven years ago. And one of my friends that lives in Vista, you know, I've known him for over 30 years, and he'd been brewing beer. And he said, hey, now that you're over here, why don't you come over and brew some beer? And I said, all right. And I was like, well, that's cool. And I'd had his beer before, and it was good. And then uh, in between the first time I brewed with him when mother Earth still had the homebrew store, I went and brewed with, or or took the classes over there. And then I brewed with him again about a month later. And I said, Hey, let's try this and this and this. And he's like, wow, the beer came out a lot clearer. And I was like, all right, cool. And so between that was, I think probably somewhere around January of uh, 2014. And by March I'd, I'd bought a pot and we, Combine everything together and made this huge uh, gravity feed beer system to do, you know, we could do up to, at that point, maybe eight gallons uh, tops uh, without boiling over the pot. And after a while, I was like, well, it takes just as long to do 10 gallons as it does to do five. And then I'm like, all right, well, what are <laughs> we going to do? We don't have another pot. <laughs> so we would we would wait. And we had a, a keggle where we cut the top off the keg and we'd bring that down, we've got boiling wort, and we'd pour it into the other pot and keep on going, you know, so we're moving these hot liquid kettles, which is super dangerous, (laughs) just to make more beer, and then uh, I ended up getting more pots. I was like, well, okay, Bare Roots opened, and they had their homebrew store, and Terry gave me a deal on a 25-gallon pot, and then a couple months later, I was like, I'm gonna get some thirties, and I got two thirty-gallon pots, and that's my system now. It's almost uh, so it's a little bit over half barrel, almost a, almost a full barrel capacity, but I can only make about uh, 20, 25 gallons without boiling over. Which is why we have so many beers here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. you have
0: yeah. the capability,
3: right? I do. Very. And I like time. to share.
0: I
1: love
3: sharing the yeah. beer. This Science is a good friend to have. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, and sometimes people come over, they're like, how much do I owe you? I was like, I don't know. If you want to give me some money, whatever you think it's worth. That's, <laughs> I <laughs> said, but I'm just brewing it so right. I, so I can just <laughs> you know, have my friends system. and hang out and, and it's just good times. And that's Very cool. That's kind of fun. And then, you know, of course, everybody that, that home brews, they always talk about wanting to have a brewery, right? Because that's the thing. Every, you know, breweries started popping up. Again, like the kind of like the second half of the second wave of San Diego beer and around 20, 2013, you know, 2012 to 2013, when it started picking up and we kept going through different names. Like, what are we going to name? What we would name the brewery. So my, my, my partner, Mitch, uh, he, and you know, he, we'd always talk about it and we'd come up with some names like, well, you know, that might be too, you know too much on like a, a skater emphasis or too much on, you know, biking or something else. Right. And it's like, cause we're kind of all over the place. We like everybody. Right. Good. <laughs> so one day he comes over and my house is yellow. Joe's seen it. Yeah. It's a nice house. And, and Mitch says, Hey, you got to name it yellow house, <laughs> but you got to spell it like this. And it's all <laughs> screwed up. You know, Y E L L A H O U Z. I was like, "That's perfect because it doesn't associate with anything except the color of the house." Yeah, (laughs) you know, and you if if we got a brewery, we just paint it yellow. It's like okay, (laughs) with a little swag and a little charm.
4: Although you're from Vista, have have you been to the Yellow Deli in Vista? I have.
3: Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that mellow, but the food's really good (laughs) over there.
4: (laughs) So with that,
0: with your system and your, I mean, obviously we're sitting on six plus beers each here. How how many? uh,
3: How often are you brewing? Well, for a while I was brewing uh, once or twice a month, you know, and sometimes if there's a, an, a special occasion coming up, I'll, I'll do um, three batches in a weekend. Yeah. You know, I have, I've done some stuff for some of my friends' weddings. I have a friend, she has a, a non-profit for, it's a, a question therapy for cancer patients and their families. And she's a breast cancer survivor herself. And, First time I went, you know, they had bought beer, so her first fundraiser, and they, you know, had some—I don't know—it's like Miller Lite, some other just corporate beer. She texted me the next year. She said, "Hey, I'm having trouble. The guy that used to work for the beer distributor doesn't work there anymore." I said, "Don't worry about it." I said, "I'll make you some beer," and I made a special recipe just just for that fundraiser. Everybody loved it, and so the next year I brought—I think four different kinds of beer. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then I finally made a light beer. I mean, well, for me, a light beer is like four percent, and I th- I think it was still at four and a half. And I made a German pilsner for that. So I I have a a honey blonde and a German pilsner for uh, my friend's fundraiser. Very cool.
4: Oh, that is
0: cool. Nice.
3: And when did you get into drinking craft
1: beer? Can you remember your first wow beers, where you thought that's what beer can taste like?
3: So. Yeah, this, this is kind of a fun story because I never really drank beer. Back a long time ago in the 80s when uh, Churchill's used to be Camelot, I'd gone over there. I think I was 19 and all my friends were older, so I never got carded until after I turned 21. <laughs> <laughs> that's Because <laughs> you were never in a in a bar before you were 21.
0: That's why, right? That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> right. And so they had uh, – you know, Watney's, a lot of your British beers. You didn't really have too much craft beer uh, floating around in, in, you know, 88, 89. Uh, you know, and I was always kind of whatever, but they had cider. And so I loved cider, you know, the, the English Blackthorn cider. And then in 2009, I went over to Churchill's and I would have beers with people. And I go over there and the guy's like, hey, what do you want? I said, I don't know. I, I feel like having a beer with a sandwich today. But you have 50 beers on tap. I have no idea what I'm going to get. And so he said, what what beer do you like? I don't know. I like, uh, I, I said, or no, he said, what do you buy? What's the last beer you bought? I said, I don't buy beer. I'm telling you, I don't buy beer. And he said, what's the last thing you like? I said, oh, Sierra Nevada Pale. He's like, all right. He comes back and he, he says, here you go. I said, what is it? He's like, it's uh, Pliny the Elder. <laughs> I was like, he's, oh, it's an IPA. I'm like, okay, whatever. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't drink beer. I just want a I want a beer. So I start drinking it. I'm like, man, this is good. And I pound the whole thing in less than 10 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and I'm like, hey, give me another one. Whatever it was. I was like, just bring it. It was great. And and then sandwich comes out. I get the second beer halfway through. And I'm totally thinking about ordering a third one because it's just going down super smooth. <laughs> I said, what is this again? He's like, Pliny the Elder. I said, what, what's the percentage on this? He's like, 8-3. Because at the yeah. time, on tap, it was 8-3. I think now it's at 8. And I said, oh, I was going to order another one. So from there, I was like, oh, well, IPA is a style. I'll go try some IPA. So then I I can't remember which one I bought. And it was terrible. I could I I gave it to my son. I'm like, just take it. <laughs> I, said, I, I, said, I said, this is horrible. It's a 12-pack. Just drink it. Don't care. Yeah. And... Uh,
4: was his name Mikey? <laughs>
3: no, <Nah. laughs> <laughs> he likes everything. <laughs> My son was old enough. I was just like, here you yeah. go, kid. Just I don't want it. I'm not drinking. It's terrible. And so then I then I started just trying more more beers. And then I think a lot of the progression for a lot of people they'll go IPA and and then stouts, right? Because stouts are pretty tasty, unless you don't like that roasty flavor. And then. I just kept trying all sorts of different beers and being, and then I moved to Vista. So I was still up in, in Riverside County, up in uh, Temecula and Marietta. When I got down here, I mean, I was like, I'm in Vista. I can go to breweries all day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We
0: have, and we have.
3: Yeah. And so we, we go, uh, you know, I just start trying everything. And then when there's, you know, beers that I don't like, I keep trying them at different places to see who makes a good one. And if that fails, then I look up in the beer judge guide and say, what's this supposed to taste like? And so I read it, get the ingredients together and brew my own. I did that first with a Saison because remember back around what, 2014, everybody's making Saisons and trying to get this wild farmhouse funkiness to it. And they were terrible. Mm, True. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm going to make one. And then, you know, reading about the the yeast, right? Says, so well, it's going to be, it can give it like a clovey flavor. I was like, well, oranges go good with cloves, so I got some oranges off my tree and squeezed some oranges in a in a bag, put them in, and boiled it up with some orange peel. Ten minutes into boil, and it was perfect, and it's one of my favorite beers. <laughs> nice. And I did the same thing with uh with a Belgian Golden Strong, um, hazy IPAs. A lot of them aren't good, in in my opinion. True, I'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of IPAs aren't that good. Yeah. They just they just aren't. It's and some people say, well, they're easy to make. I was like, well, they might be easy to make, but it's hard to make a good one. Uh, easy to make and
1: easy to make well are two different things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> most definitely.
1: Very cool. Well, we've got some more questions for you, but right now, Damon, I need you to step slightly to the side because the maestro and the orchestra need to get through. That's right. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out.
0: Damon, before we start this, we are ready
3: for another beer. What what would you recommend? I'd say go for the Polar and... Since, uh, Jeff didn't have the, po- he already had the polar. That's a triple P the triple P got it. Jeff, if you have the one with just a B on it, that one is a blend of two stouts and a golden coffee stout. I have the stout blend SB, right? Yeah. SB.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm a big fan of coffee stout. So yes, I will do that. All right. Let's get a toasting beer. That's ready to go. Beer, that triple P. That
0: triple B is a triple threat, man. That is a great beer. You're saying it's an IPA? Yeah. Because I can taste the the kind of the bitterness going in it, but it is so smooth on the, the back end of it.
1: I wasn't just saying it to be nice. <laughs> I don't do that. No, it is. That is great.
3: <laughs> if there's something you don't like, tell me. I'd, I'd love the oh, feedback. No, yeah,
0: I would say that, that when you talked about people make IPAs and don't make them well, you, you made a, one, and you made it very well. This is really, really good. Thank you. Because I tend to actually lean away from IPAs until I find good ones like I really like. This one I could drink over and over again.
1: I'm interested to hear what the doctor has to say about this one. Because I think this is in the doctor's wheelhouse totally. Yeah.
4: I'm still... um. He's pouring. I'm
0: pouring. So, Damon, while he's with- pouring, I'm a small business owner. I figured the PPP was the Payroll Protection Plan Loan. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you named it. That's not the case, huh?
4: I don't know. I didn't make the <laughs> name up on that one. <laughs> Well, the PPP smells pretty dank,
2: and that's a good thing.
4: Oh yeah, that is smooth. And that's really good.
3: Hoping the carbonation came across. I'm still yeah, still trying to figure out kegging. Well, I got a new bottle filler, so I'm trying to get that dialed in. This one's
4: not as carbonated as the birthday beer. The flavors get nice, yeah.
1: And the coffee stout has a lot of the the coffee smell. It has a lot of the roastedness of the coffee. It does not have much of the acidic nature of the the coffee so i think talent you'd, you would like this because you tend to like coffee flavored things as long as it doesn't have that acidity or you know, exactly acrid, it's not, as long as it's not too it. coffee yeah yeah, yeah. it's it also excellent so we've all got a toasting beer right we all have a toasting beer yes all right right back to toast roast and pour one out and tom i know you've got a toast for us tonight
2: yes uh so as we all know the world started to come back to some sort of normalcy this weekend with lots of establishments uh, reopening their doors with restrictions, of course, and all the different standards that are set out there. And a lot of them are getting very creative in terms of how they deal with the social distancing. But there's a place in Ocean City, Maryland called Fishtails. It's a seafood and restaurant bar that was trying out bumper tables. So they went out and bought 10 of these bumper tables from revolution event and design productions. And it's basically an inner tube with a table on wheels, six foot wide. So you're not only are you guaranteed social distancing, but you also have a place to put your beverage. So I thought that was very <laughs> creative, very fun and ingenious. And it's, it's obviously going to be a huge talking point for the participants at the establishment for their stay there and oh by the way they actually get to enjoy a cold brewed beverage
0: again very nice
2: so toast to fishtails uh in ocean city maryland and revolution event design and production
1: cheers 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 we can have some fun with the ways we come back right yeah might as well right right Talent, what'd you come up with toast f- this week
0: So I've tried to put together, like I said, I'm trying to be more positive in this time of quarantine. So I try to just find feel good stories that I could find. I got a bunch of little quick hitters here. So a couple of things. First of all, yesterday I went down to Biramar, uh, went to Pure Project. They have their Sunset Crush out, which is a seasonal release. If you've never had it, it it's like drinking a strawberry milkshake. It's one of the best beers you'll ever have. And uh, it's going to be gone before you know it. So I bought a handful of crawlers, already finished like two last night. Um, <laughs> and so that's fantastic. So cheers to them and keep making it. I wish they make it more. And I'm hoping that their Carlsbad location opens up soon so I don't have to drive so far. Same point, I was down I went by L. Smith as well while I was down there. And uh, they opened up yesterday. So uh, big cheers to them. And I think you're going to see a lot of breweries starting to open up Um, as long as they have food and they're serving food. We're starting to see uh, people can head on in. Like I said, I don't know I think we talked about this earlier. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but it's good (laughs) to know that I can. If I want to go to a brewery, I can go to a brewery. Oh, another one I saw and, and I can't wait because I've just planned my trip out to Texas. Jester King. Uh, So Jester King is right outside of uh, in Dripping Springs, outside of Austin. So they reopened up and their new plan that they came up with, they have about 160 acres. That's how big their brewery is. It's almost like they're opening up like Disneyland. It's going to be called like Jester King land. They've got like five or six lands that you can go to around the park. And so I'm like so excited. Uh, (laughs) I'm heading there in like three weeks. I've already made my reservation because you got to make reservations to get in there and, and stuff, and they, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to go and try their beers, but also just see and go to – it's like Disneyland for beer drinkers. So that's, that's <laughs> another huge toast to them. A couple other ones I saw, just ingenuity of beer drinkers. I don't know if you guys saw this video, but you should check it out. But two buddies in uh, Walla Walla, Washington, You know they've been socially isolated uh, trying to drink some beer together. And so they created a beer catapult. So one sits in there, each of them sits in their (laughs) driveways and they hit the thing and they can launch beer cans to each other with their beer catapult. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty brilliant. And if you check it out online, they even show you how to build one. So if you got some extra time on your hand, build yourself a beer catapult. And then the, uh, the last one that I got was, uh, you know how I'm a big fan of salad and vegetables just in general. I think we brought that up when we talked about the pizza episode, Oh, I said vegetables have no place on any pizza ever. Uh, so I started seeing how grocery stores, you know, basically we could have done a poor one out for this one because salad bars are gone. They're a thing of the past for a while, buffets, all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) grocery stores are trying to figure out what to do with their, uh, with their salad bars. And so I saw a couple of stories on these where salad bars were there basically now filling up with beer, mini liquor bottles, candy, and so on. So I thought that's fantastic. That's a great use of a of a salad bar. Um, and they actually talked about, there's this one grocery chain in Missouri that they kind of turned it into almost like a contest. And they said, so like at each store they did a different thing. So one turned their, their salad bar into a big tiki bar. Another one turned it into a huge candy bar um, and just all kinds of things like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. So again, just kind of beer ingenuity. People are, are, are doing some good things here, trying to uh, adapt to the times.
1: Excellent. And speaking of a uh, Disneyland for beer drinkers, uh, I saw that McMinimans in the Pacific Northwest are starting to reopen. So, Another place, if it, in Pacific Northwest, you already know about McMinnemans, but I did see that they're starting to hire some people back and open up. That's great to see, and you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to toast to the uh, drive-in theater might become a thing again. That'd be awesome.
0: Nice. Yep, yep. It's definitely a graduation theme.
1: Yeah, you could do Bluetooth. Bluetooth, uh, you know, for the audio instead of the old time. You had that old speaker on the side that sometimes worked and sometimes didn't. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be kind of fun if that was a thing again. Do you remember the last movie you saw at a drive-in theater?
0: I don't remember the last one, but I can tell you that I saw the original Star Wars at a drive-in theater when I was like six years old, seven years old. So that's the one movie I do remember seeing in a a drive-in. The other one I remember, actually, this is kind of a funny story, uh, drive-in movie. So before we moved down here to San Diego, my my grandparents still lived up in L.A. So when my parents were moving in and getting the house and stuff, everything down in Carlsbad, my little brother and I were staying with my grandparents. So, I mean, I'm probably eight. He's maybe six, something like that. And so they see some movie and they're like, okay, they're going to take us to this movie out at the drive-thru. And uh, I don't know what they thought it was, but it was not what they thought it was. So it was like total R-rated. So I just remember we're in the back seat and they just are pushing our heads down all throughout the entire movie. And we're like, "What is going on? We want to see this!" And like, "No, you can't watch." So that's one of my vivid memories of the drive-through. Is my grandparents pushing my head down in the back seat because we couldn't watch <laughs> the R-rated, the R-rated movie that they took us to. And we all know R-rated movies back in the uh, '70s were uh, much more R-rated than they
4: are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Our parents taking us to see, it was a double feature, but the second one was blazing saddles. And my mom just the no. whole time, nice. Marlon, Marlon, oh. we can't have the kids watch this, <laughs> but we didn't get any of it. We were too young. We didn't, we didn't get it. We didn't get satire or irony at that time. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not the, the pillar of understanding of irony that I am now, True. Uh, but we certainly didn't get how awful some of the language was. <laughs> All I can remember is the cowboys farting around the fire. From, that's from, right that, from you know, that when, from that particular viewing.
0: <laughs> I think you've had enough. <laughs> when you're that age, that's the best part. Yeah,
2: I would say Apollo 13 was the last one that I saw, but the memory one is seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark with mom and dad and my brothers and sisters in the station wagon, the back seat folded down, so you're up against the seat behind mom and dad, and my mom absolutely hates snakes. <laughs> Absolutely hates him. And so you guys know where I'm going with this, that snake scene. Yeah. And uh, right after that scene's done, my dad kind of slides his foot over and tickles my mom's feet. My mom just about jumped through the roof. <laughs> she <laughs> was so scared. So, but anyway, good times, childhood memories.
1: Anybody else have a stroll down drive-through theater memory lane? Oh, I just remember trying to sneak,
4: you know, Sneak my high school buddies in the trunk many times. <laughs> Most of the time we'd pull it off, but a few times we got caught. So.
1: Oceanside used to have a yeah. carload night. So we just put everybody in the back yeah. of the pickup truck and, and with lawn chairs. We'd right. get in everybody we possibly could. Those good times maybe come back.
4: We were so cheap. We just have one driver, right? One teenager, and they think, okay, one teenager's going by himself, <laughs> and there's like six people in the truck. That's funny. Uh, just one for
1: Kentucky Fried Movie, please. <laughs> oh. Hey, we're under roasts. and I think the doctor's got a roast for us. Uh, it's it's kind of a roast toast,
4: you know. This is, you guys probably might have seen this in the news, but Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, he was trying to be nice for all these, you know, graduating high schoolers. And if you were graduating Mississippi and you wanted your name read by the governor, you know, on, on a big graduation ceremony on T V and everything, he'd he'd read your name. He'd each going high school by high school. So it took a while. So like I don't know, an hour into the into the broadcast, a student had snuck in this one and he read it and he kind of paused after he read it, but he just kept going. I got to hand it to him, so it's kind of a toast. He read, Harry Ascrack. crack. Nice. <laughs> and, 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 That's a- and he paused
0: and he kept going. That sounds legit. It sounds legit. Yeah. I could see that.
1: <laughs> so That was pretty good. That is good. All right, I've said it before on the podcast. Uh, Helix High School, class of probably 1997 fuck you and that was his, but that was his real name that wasn't a joke yeah <laughs> standing ovation
4: yeah. So that's that's kind of a toast to the student who was clever enough to sneak in a hairy ass crack and then
0: uh and really a the toast, governor toast to the governor
4: for for being able to pull it off <laughs> right
0: yeah. it's a hot. <laughs> so
1: one snuck in and one pulled off a hairy ass crack oh <laughs> wow oh wordplay uh word that was great word play. great wordplay talent you got a roast for us yeah i got one
0: um i'm just gonna kind of roast the dutch in general sorry doctor
4: Hey, hey, hey! you're hey, not hey. much, you're not Dutch.
0: Yeah, that's what Come I've on. heard. But but this is uh this I saw this one. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but basically uh Dutch court ordered a woman to remove photos of her grandchildren from her Facebook page uh because she posted the images without permission from her the child's mom. So the mom asked the, the girl, hey, take them off, the grandmother would take these pictures off, the mom wouldn't do it, so she took her to court. Court ruled in favor of the mom. Basically, the grandmother must remove the pictures of her grandchildren from facebook and pinterest within 10 days if not she's going to pay a bunch of fines uh for the photos and there's actually up to it says uh, over a thousand pounds of in fines which is kind of crazy and then uh it, it, and to pile on the daughter at the end hey hey can you impose another penalty of 250 pounds per day if the photos uh stay on there so uh wow. I, I thought that uh, i didn't say a whole lot about the dutch i always thought the dutch were fun-loving people but uh pretty mellow they're pretty mellow but apparently you do not post uh put pictures of your uh, grandchildren on facebook unless you have permission of their parents and in the in a dutch court you can't do that so that's my roast the dutch sorry dutch
4: that's right
1: the poor husband caught in the middle
0: yeah good good point good point
4: (laughs) right they're definitely in-laws you're right
1: (laughs) i learned from austin powers you you can't trust the dutch that's true oh
4: once again, you're not much if you're not Dutch. <laughs> our,
1: our Dutch listenership just went down, but we got the doctor and he carries the end of the show. So stick with us, please. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, we're hey, fine.
4: My name means Mill on the Hill in Dutch. <laughs> nice. There you go.
1: And now it's time for Pour One Out. Talent, you're up. And talk a long time so Tom doesn't sneak one in. This actually just
0: happened like this in almost live time. So I'm, I'm, I. Had an issue because both of my kegs went out this week. Not that it's an issue because that means I get to buy new kegs. So I went down to Alesmith yesterday, bought a uh, a keg of 394. And I'm like, okay, I need to pair it up. I'm going to go to Prohibition and get a keg of, of peach wheat. So I go, I'm on my way actually there. And I go, well, that's a long way to drive. Maybe I should call them first before I do. So I call them and I say, hey, do you guys have a keg of peach wheat? Guy says, uh, no, we don't have a, a keg of, of peach wheat. Uh, so at first I'm like, okay, well, do you have a keg of your gringo loco? I'm well, maybe I'll, I'll get a Mexican lager gringo loco. And he's all, let me check. And then he comes back and I said, all right, let me just ask you a question. Cause I didn't really want the Mexican lager. I said, how long do I have to wait until you give me a keg of peach wheat? He goes, I don't think we're making that beer anymore.
4: Oh No. Oh, One of the
0: finest beers in North Canada. So, Exactly. Pour one out for one of the finest beers in North County. And they said, no, I'm hoping this is just some random guy that worked there and yeah. he didn't really, he's not in the know. But wow. if they aren't making Prohibition treat ever again, that's really sad. And so I'm pouring I one out could for go there, yeah. For one of my I know why would I go to Prohibition at this point if they don't make it? Um so I heard that today. I had to come home. I cried yeah. for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, and then I regrouped and, and I luckily I've got some great beers here from Damon to help me get over it. And um, so if you're listening, Prohibition, you must make peach It is arguably one of the best beers that you can get in North County, San Diego.
1: True. I will be sending that to them uh, on all social media platforms as well. Yes. <laughs> that, that it was sad. You're right. That was sad.
0: Yes. Talent. That was a knife. That was a knife. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That hurts. I knew that was going to strike all of us in a different way. Yeah.
1: I thought my poor one out was sad and doesn't, mine seems silly now.
0: No, it's not Tom reading the obituaries, but in some ways it hurts more. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it could be worse.
1: I'm going to pour one out for Major League Baseball. Baseball isn't officially ending, but they've made some changes that I feel have unofficially and for all intensive purposes ended baseball as we know it. As you all know, I'm the last person, the last person to overreact or be melodramatic about anything. Right. But you tell me if there's anything recognizable about the American pastime, if we outlaw spitting, yeah, it's true, licking fingers, ooh, high fives, and post game showers. That's over. What's left? All that's left is scratching, crotch grabbing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crotch right? grabbing. That's it. If you get rid of crotch grabbing, it's not the sport we knew we grew up with. So no,
1: this is exactly the same. And again, I am not given to overreaction, but this is exactly the same as outlaw- outlawing tackling in the NFL. Or shoes in the NBA. Oh, it's yeah. very true. Or short shorts yep. in rugby or forcing NHL players to play with a full set of teeth. The very essence yeah. of the game, the magic, the soul of baseball is gone. And without the soul is it ba- no spitting, no no licking, no slapping, no showering. It's then it's not baseball. It's just a bunch of guys standing around in a field sure. scratching for three hours. Right. So in pajamas. In pajamas. <laughs> so sad to say, but pouring it out for baseball.
4: If they can't spit, that means they're swallowing their chewed spit, Ooh, that, spittle. That, yeah, I'll leave him with that uh, image. I'm going
0: to yeah. say this, though, <laughs> on a positive note, <laughs> Jeff, on a positive note, it's almost June 1st, and the Padres are still in contention. Yes. I mean, that yes, doesn't type, happen every year. So let's this uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> This is actually the longest we've been in contention in a few years. So I think this could be our year. I think this oh, could be our year. God.
1: Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> no they didn't this could be our year tied for first (laughs) ladies and gentlemen this has been toast roast and pour one out and with that we're going to take a little break but don't worry we still have questions for damon Damon still has some Yellow House Brews to share with us. And we have a couple more stories and laughs in store. So join us for part two of this episode coming very soon. But for right now, we got to run. B-A-A-R-U-N, beer run. and beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiber, a
0: car and a key and a soaker driver. B-A-A-R-U-N, beer run.